Rats, welcome. It has been a while and hope you're all doing well. Andy Campbell here. Welcome to Blackhawks Ringcast Season 6, Episode 10. And unlike any of our previous ringcasts, this season, Season 6, there's good news, folks. It is an awesome day to be a Chicago Blackhawk fan. I'm here with the Bard and with Sean Fitzgerald. What's up, guys? What's, What's happening, Shawnee? Shawnee, how the uh, hell are you? I'm excited. I'm ready to go. You know, I'm just, uh, to, this is growing up, man. Uh, Blink-182 said this is growing up. So, you know. <laughs> You're repping oh. his Blink-182 shirt. Well played. Yeah. Bardo, how are you feeling this morning? Did you get any sleep last night out of excitement? No, no I did not sleep last night. So, feeling good. I, over, I overslept. No, neither, neither did I. At any rate, folks, if you're a Blackhawks fan and you've had your head in the sand for the last 24 hours or so, uh, the Blackhawks won the NHL draft lottery. Tanking works, folks. If any of you are wondering what the Blackhawks are doing and why they're selling and why this and that, and they're so bad all the time, this is why. Connor Bedard, the consensus non- number one overall pick in the 2023 draft, generational talent, maybe the best draft prospect since uh, Connor McDavid, is what people yeah. are suggesting. Yeah, that's what people are saying is headed to the Windy City. Uh, they will be picking him, um, unless the Bard has something to do with it. Uh, they they will be picking Connor Bedard. What a day to be a Blackhawks fan. Let's get some reactions. Bardo, is this everything? Does this make it worth it? Tell me. The tank, or the selling, all the losing over the last few years, worth it to you? It does. I mean, look, you guys all know that I've been on the Adam Fantilli train i still am i still think the kid's going to be a great player and and i said that i wouldn't certainly cry if they got you know the opportunity to take bedard and here they are they're going to take bedard but um but quite frankly yeah of course it's worth it but you know what even if you do tank you never know you could be like columbus where you have you know that chance to get a top pick and the you know the ping pong balls just don't go your way and so you know Ping pong balls went the Hawks way, which is great. Um, cue up the conspiracy theories and all the BS yep. about, um, you know, this team had a whole scandal. They should be punished. You know, we didn't hear this during the year, uh, during the season, when this plan was happening. They were tanking for Bedard, and no one seemed to say that, oh, they should be penalized for this. So yep. for those of you who are saying that, shut up, go away. We've got Bedard. I, I don't like to say we. I'm sorry. The Blackhawks. Oh, it feels like a we. I don't yeah. like to say we. I'm I'm a big. Uh, I'm anti we. Okay. So right. yeah, the, the Blackhawks have Bedard, and you don't. Yep. There you go. Sean, are you a conspiracy theorist? Was there something uh, out there in the winds? The NHL revenue uh, is down. They need the big market to take the it. NH- that just yeah. Happens. The NHL revenue's down. The viewership's yeah. down. I think honestly, like it was luck and it was the odds. Like the yeah. Hawks tanked and and had a good chance of getting right. number one overall pick, so there it wasn't is. like it's not like when the Bulls got Derrick Rose and they had such a slim chance of getting him, like they legitimately were one of the worst teams in the NHL, and yeah. they did that on purpose to get um, Connor Bedard. And I've been watching a lot of Brooklyn Nine Nine lately, so I've got to do a little cap and halt and go vindication. 
because I feel so vindicated for we, the rink, oh. on the bandwagon for the, the tank, understanding what the plan is, that they needed to lose games. They had to part ways with Kane and Taves. Yeah. Like, you had to do all these things in order to have the opportunity to get this pick. And yep. they they got it. It's the easiest pick Kyle Davidson or other have to make. It sets the rebuild up. Like, he's already got good pieces in place. He could add more. They still have the 20th overall pick in this draft, which now maybe you don't take a risk. Maybe you take a solid guy, like yep. a sure thing guy. But this make thing, it's last season, all that losing, all that terrible play, the, the, the Gus guys and – just all these guys, Buddy Brotherton or Buddy Robertson or whatever his name is, playing in the NHL roster. Like, all of that was worth it. I feel yeah. so where, vindicated. Where are all the people right now that were crying about the Debrinket trade and that wasn't the right thing to do and what a bad move? Come on, folks. You know, you got the seventh overall out of that, and then Debrinket wasn't there to help this year, thank goodness. Yep. And now you've got a generational talent coming to Chicago. $5.2 million in ticket sales already as of six hours ago with the Blackhawks is, is in terms of season tickets. People are just buying. They've got 20-game packages out there. I suggest you grab one right now. At least that might bump you up. I mean, is this really – is this kid that good? That's the other thing. That's what everyone's saying. I had a buddy text me last night saying, well, is he going to start in Rockford? And I said, No. No, well, he can't start in Rockford. He's not, he's too young to start in Rockford. He's, he he's not allowed to, number one. But he's 17 years old. I mean, he does not turn 18 until August, I think it is. Or July, July. June or whatever. Yeah, this, this summer. This summer he turns 18 years old. And so there's a lot of pressure. Now, you've got guys like Mark Lazarus and other beat writers out there saying, now, wait a minute, let's not put too much pressure on this kid. Let's not have too much expectations. Uh, that's rubbish, guys. Because you guys were the same ones that were pumping his tires during the World Junior Tournament saying this is a generational talent. This is the best thing since sliced bread. He certainly is. He was he was so far beyond his competition in the World Junior Tournament playing against guys his own age. Um, and a lot of future pro players. He is they the said he, deal. They said he was the youngest player to dominate a tournament like that. Like, not even the great uh, – damn it, I'm blanking on his name now. He played for everybody. He just he's playing over in Russia. Why can't they give his name? Yamir Yager. Yager yeah. played in that tournament at 17. And he wasn't as dominant as Connor Bedard was. Right. Like Bedard took over that tournament. Yep. I'm so excited I knocked my camera off. Knock your camera off. <laughs> yeah. So at any rate, this is all this is all good news, folks. And I mean, you know, the naysayers out there, you know, those that are saying that the Blackhawks are a bad organization, uh, that are saying, you know, that they really don't deserve this uh, after the cover-up and after the scandal. I certainly understand where people are coming from. That was not a great moment in Chicago sports history. Uh, the organization from a number of different people in the organization that are no longer with the organization handled that very, very poorly. It was very sad. But for the people to come out now after the Hawks had three first-round picks in 2022 and just be under the assumption that they should be wearing a scarlet letter as an organization, that's just, I, I don't agree with it. I'm sorry. I, I do think it's very sad, you know, what happened with Kyle Beach. It was wrong. The way they handled it was wrong. They have been punished. Um, and so for those that are taking to Twitter uh, to get some extra clicks in there and those that are going to Twitter to say that the draft is rigged, come on, people. 
Um, you know, and, and that's just haters. Um, I think there's a lot of people out there that will that will complain. Well, you could also say that, you know, there's a lot of people out there saying that, well, they should have been penalized draft picks. And there's been other ins- incidents of different kind that wasn't as severe sure. as, as what happened to the Hawks. And they got penalized draft picks. Well, that's not the Hawks problem. That's a Gary Bettman problem. Yeah. So you want to blame blame somebody, blame Bettman. That's that's not Blackhawks problem. No. So they certainly were punished. I mean, look, you know, we all didn't like Stan Bowman and, you know, it's, unfo- you know, but he lost his job and so did Quinville. Quinville could have still been there. Yeah. So they lost their John McDonough. GM. They lost their whole entire neither, neither one of Neither one of those two have been reinstated by the league to, yes. be, to be employed in the NHL right now. Right. And it's a Gary Bettman only decision. So like right. the, the likelihood of them coming back, I know there's some chatter about Stan Bowman coming back, but the likelihood of Kyle, coach Joel right. Quinville coming back, like he's still got to go through some hurdles. And I think I heard it on, or I think I saw it. Um, it was David Haw from the, who I, he's a meathead on a lot of things. Um, <laughs> But I think he was right on this. This is the closest thing to a clean slate, a fresh start that any organization, aside from like an expansion team, is going to have. The Blackhawks got rid of Bowman. They got rid of all of that bad stuff. They cleaned it all out. Mm -hmm. Cal Davidson redid the entire roster. Like all the play, like Kane and Taves are gone. There's nobody left from that era. Nobody left from 2010. There's nobody that could hang the 2010. Everybody's gone. This is a whole new thing, and now they have their their beacon of hope. They've got Eric Andrews, you know. They've got our, our beacon of hope just showed up. Um, you know, we're all excited about that. Andrew, what's going on? Or <laughs> Andrew, Eric, what's going on? Eric Andrews, what's going on, fellas? Happy to talk some Connor Bedard. I know we were talking about how we're, we're we've got good news to report on the Blackhawks. So we were just going over. Uh, just to catch you up to speed, Eric, uh, just kind of the naysayers and the people that feel burned about this, that this guy should not be going to the Chicago Blackhawks. The Blackhawks are a, a bad organization of bad people. They don't deserve this. They've won their cups. They went through a scandal. Is this rigged or is this just sour grapes? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's definitely not rigged because if it was, uh, the Anaheim Ducks would not be picking second overall can tell you that for free right now yeah um because if you're going down the the road of oh they just want the big market teams to get the best players okay well then why didn't a team like montreal get the second pick right yep. so there's there's that you can go that angle or you can also go well if they were wanting to rig it to help themselves out then they would have had the arizona coyotes win the first overall pick there you go which so, you know, 11 or ten thousand people a night would get to see Connor bedard play Half of that, actually. Let's also state the facts. There were three journalists that were invited to be in the room. They're not going to lie about this. No, they're, they're not, not. going to risk their own integrity. Their job is to report the facts. And yes, they can somehow sometimes serve as mouthpieces to organizations with imp- information like rumors and all that other BS. But but something like a lottery that is so heavily secured, you know, with you know, they bring in Ernst and Young and, and you take people's cell phones and all that other stuff away. And, Was that the group who screwed up the Academy Awards or? Well, no, but I mean, Bardo, to, Bardo's, <laughs> to Bardo's point, though, to Bardo's point, what journalist would not want to be the witness to a rigged lottery yeah. and break that story? I mean, right. It's like, 
Right. Like his, like he would write it on their. And they viewed that they would have jumped all over it. And so, and, and the card showing last night, the picks had already been made because Columbus released their video early. Yes. And then, and then the NHL released the video of the actual ping pong balls today. It was a 20 minute video when all the ping pong balls went towards the Hawks. So, you know what? Enough of that melodrama. Enough of the, the rigged and the conspiracy theories. Let's talk Bedard. Let's talk 98. Let's also talk about the fact that the Blackhawks now, inclusive of Connor Bedard, including that number one pick, have eight picks out of the first 89 in the draft. So we're not even done by a long shot here, folks. Eric, you're kind of our knowledge with the prospect pool here. Bardo and I kind of touched base on this briefly. Is there an opportunity to even move up now with the kind of draft capital that the Hawks have? And do you think Kyle Davidson is entertaining some of those thoughts? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's no question. Um, you know, and he said that himself during some of the interviews that he did last night. Um, you know, I think people need to kind of be realistic about what that might look like. Mm-hmm. You know, can they, can they trade up and, and, you know, get the second pick from Anaheim, get the third pick from Columbus. I mean, sure but no (laughs) No, that's not gonna happen so you know but they're picking either 19th or 20th depending on how the florida toronto series ends up you know say they really like a guy at 12 can they jump up to 12 and you know throw in maybe a couple second round picks or something to do that absolutely you know that's certainly on the table for sure and i'm sure that's something that davidson and his team will be looking at very closely uh, you know, leading up to the draft and then uh, on the first night of the draft. Um, you know, so I, I I feel like, you know, like you said, Andy, having eight picks in the first 89, could they make all eight of those picks? They could. Sure. I'm yeah. not going to be surprised if they don't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it. yeah, if they could get, make something with those four second rounders and maybe move and have, again, another year with three first round picks. Um, you know, that could certainly be a bonus. The only other team that I would target in this is that Philadelphia is at seven and they're nationally recognized for not being very smart. Um, so you might want to give them a phone call and, and play around with that. Um, one, one thing I'll add on that too. And, you know, I don't, I don't know if you wanted to go down this road later. I know you had kind of wanted to talk about some names, but Mm -hmm. just kind of looking at, uh, you know, what some draft analysts and, and scouts and things like that are kind of saying about the the ranges and the depths of the draft this year. I feel like there's kind of almost like this pocket in the middle of the second round or like the late second round that at least me personally, I'm not crazy about. You know, there probably will still be a few good players that slide down that far. But as it looks right now, I feel like a lot of you know, the guys that I would be really interested in are probably going to be gone by the middle of the second round. So, you know, to me, it would definitely make sense if you can use, you know, one or both of those later seconds or maybe, you know, add in a third or whatever in order to do that, to make that jump. Let's also remember they've got picks or ton of picks over the next two drafts, where I should say, including the one in 23, three drafts. So if they didn't want to take some of those picks from this year, they could always say, okay, well, we'll give you one of our, you know, two seconds next year or whatever it is. Or 2025. They have two seconds in 2025 also. Exactly. So it's like they, they could just wait and see how the board kind of falls. And if it's like you, you get to 12 or 13, you know, and somebody they love is, is falling, then you know what, make that phone call and see if you can get 
you know, that player. So, yeah, I mean, have I, a lot of options right now, but it's really, it's something else. I mean, they were in pretty good shape before winning this lottery. Yeah. And, I mean, and they can, they, they can still do what they did last year. Like they took on Peter Morazic for a first round pick. Like yeah. they're going to have, they're going to have to reach the floor. Yeah. There's so definitely some salary to eat. So, yeah. um, so they could, they could acquire more assets that way. Well, along those lines, and, and Bardo, I, I, you know, I wanted, I want your thoughts and, and Shawnee as well. But now, what do you do with free agency now? So Bedard's coming in; he's going to be in the NHL right away. Uh, there will be expectations on him, realistic or not realistic. People are going to expect that he performs. You know, he he could have a Jack Hughes like first year where it's like, whoa, he's really feeling this out, and he's not there yet. But if you look at Jack Hughes now compared to where he was as a first year pro, he took that next leap. He took a quantum mm -hmm. leap. So there might be still be, there will be a learning curve. We just don't know how big it'll be. There's some people saying, well, maybe he'll get 70 points. Maybe that's too ambitious, but the bottom line is what do you, what do you do now with free agency? I mean, there, there's a shot. There's probably a good chance that we could be talking Hawks lottery next year too. Yeah. Uh, so what are your thoughts on free agency? Well, I, I think, first of all, I think this free agent class is, is not a very good one. Um, yeah, there, there's, you know, I, I was looking at it and it, there seems to be a lot more, you know, centers and, and a lot of guys that are sort of past their prime age, you know, in their thirties, um, you know, Kane is probably the most talented, but I think the, probably the best player yeah. right now, you know, in terms of age, productivity, et cetera, is probably Timo Meyer. But I don't yeah. think the Blackhawks should spend, you know, give them an no. eight year, 10 million per year, deal absolutely they're not in that place right now wherever yeah. stan bowman lands he's going to do that exactly so i mean the question is is that is there a big meaning a big scoring winger meaning a, a guy with size because we know bedard is a little bit smaller i'd love to put a bigger winger with him you know i'm looking at the free agents and, and i saw like, like a james van reams dyke or somebody who's got some size that can score that can that can hey what's up What's up, gentlemen? Let me just throw back my thoughts. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, they can sort of tone the water still. I still wouldn't go crazy, but maybe I might give a two-year deal, maybe a three-year deal of around four to five million AAV if somebody is willing to take that. But, again, it's got to be the right player. But yeah. – yeah, I'm very. I'm still kind of going down the path where I think they're going to end up taking a, a bad contract or two with a sweetener by a trade, and just continue this building process. I just I don't see them going crazy in free agency at all. Yeah, and and folks, the notion of Patrick Kane coming back to Chicago, I think it's not it's happening. He said he wasn't coming back. He, he said, said he was rebuilding. Back. No, and not only that, but I, it doesn't make sense. I actually don't. I, I don't know what the market's going to be like for Patrick Kane. I, I don't think it, I think it is probably going to be softer than, than people originally thought. Uh, I mean, there, there will be some good talent out there. And, and like you said, I mean, this might be a good opportunity to, to give someone a short, short term deal and kind of a prove it deal, maybe a bridge deal to see if they're going to stick around for a little while. But, um, but at any rate, uh, puck and hostile gatekeeper. Welcome. Good to see you, my friend. And, I had uh, to come and join the party. I mean, yeah, we're all no. celebrating, right? Yeah, we've had we yeah. Saying, we've had nothing good to talk about this team for a long time, <laughs> and so yeah. this is a, a new beginning, that's for sure. And any of you, what are your thoughts, uh, Gate, on free agency, Bedard's expectations, and kind of you know 
we, we might be staring at another lottery year next year for the Blackhawks. Um, and yeah, so, yeah, who, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I'm thinking, you know, they could still be in the lottery. And, and honestly, they should still be in the lottery because, be you great. know what? Well, how, how, how robust could this system be next year if they're in the lottery again next year and they have and they have all those other draft picks like these two years of them drafting and having all that you know, the ability to build up their system from what was almost nothing to now something significant in mm-hmm. two years like that is just completely franchise changing and you should want to be in the lottery again next year you don't want to win next year because you know you're not going to be good enough to make to make any no. kind of uh, you know waves in the playoffs you're just yeah. not you know no matter how good Connor bedard is he could be as good as Connor mcdavid in year one but they're still not going to be good enough is a team to be able to compete in the playoffs so you know what be bad for another year get another top 10 pick and then what you get this year and if you can make some trades maybe you know move up in the top 10 again this year which is my pipe dream all along yeah. and then next year you know have something in the top 10 you might not get macklin celebrini but you know, you might still get someone pretty good. Yeah. No, I mean, we, we just touched base on that kind of the moving up. We talked, they've got, they still have four first, four second rounders, eight, eight picks in the first 89 in this draft, plus draft capital in years to come. Uh, Eric mentioned very wisely that maybe, you know, if there's, if there's not very much uh, opportunity in late in the second round, that you might want to use some of those second round picks, even some of the earlier second round picks and try to bump into into the late twenties and have three picks in the first round again, similar to last year, which would be extraordinary. I say, I say take that uh, lightning pick and package up something else along with it. Move, move further up you could. in the draft, you know, yeah. Yeah. get two get two high end picks this year. Cause this is a strong draft. I mean, I don't know what the rest of the draft looks like next year, but Celebrini looks pretty good, but um, I don't yeah. know, you know, what it's going to be like if they're picking at nine or if they're picking at, you know, seven or something like that. I don't think it's going to be, it might not be as strong next year. No, I would be surprised if they don't have a top 10 pick next year. Um, Here's one thing I will say about, about that. I, I think that there's a chance if Bedard's as good as, as they, as advertised and they start to add, you know, Reichel's going to play a full year and, you know, they may add a couple of other. And he's already a superstar. So, right. Exactly. Um, But, you know, adding a couple of other pieces, whatever it is, yeah. You know, the one thing that, that I will say is that, that that's not talked about, I don't think enough, is that Luke Richardson really changed the culture of this team. And yep. he had this team playing hard every single night. I mean, there wasn't there. You maybe you might be able to count on one hand that I don't even know if you get to five of how many games the Blackhawks just flat out laid down and quit. They were terrible this year, talent wise. But, they, but there were so many games where they, they shouldn't have won, like the Boston game and a game against Pittsburgh. And I yeah, Pittsburgh you're, you're welcome, Florida, for that Pittsburgh one, by the exactly. way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but but you know what? It's like another year in that system or whatever, you know, whatever it is. I mean, you know, with a little more talent, they may compete for like a wild card spot for a little bit and just be like, you know, they probably won't make the playoffs, but. No. I don't know how close they'll be to the lottery. They could be like in that area where like Buffalo was this year. You know, they weren't eligible. They didn't make the playoffs, but they weren't eligible for the number one pick. Yeah. I mean, that kind of territory it will be better. I mean, I actually, I mean, personally, if you're going to hit the UFA market and you're, you're going to pay a few guys to hit the cap floor, I also wouldn't mind some toughness just to make sure Bedard's first year 
you know, that he's easily. So, so Ryan Carpenter's coming back. Got it. All right. We're good. Uh, I mean, I, you know, definitely. The amazing back. David Camp. <laughs> and Rico hey, no, Ciccone he, available? No, no, I'm not saying throw a ton of money at Lucic now or something like that. But Ooh. I mean, just some guys, you know, that that'll be, you know, pretty, pretty tough to play against. You know, I, you know, the other thing to think about is so who else from the prospect tool pool might be able to make that jump uh, to be in the same rookie class with Bedard. We've talked about Reichel. I, I do think there's a decent chance he'll be an NHL regular next year, but is there anyone else? I mean, it, you know, we're, we're going to see a lot of young talent at camp and will there be any surprises Will there be a Del Mastro, you know, who might all of a sudden be able to jump in and make the club um, is Vlasic. Are we thinking, eh, that's just kind of one of Stan's boys and, you know, we'll move him aside at some point. Maybe he's not strong on his stick, but any thoughts? Doc, Doc, maybe, maybe I don't. Korchinski, I he could be back to juniors for one more year. I mean, he's still really young. Any other thoughts, fellas? Any Wy- Wyatt Kaiser is a guy. I was going to say Wyatt Kaiser, the great Wyatt Kaiser. Oh yeah, is this Wyatt squared. Is it finally Ian Mitchell's year? Uh, <laughs> no, I think he's a free agent. He's Lassie Kukonen 2.0. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he he's a free agent, but uh, so supposedly they're going to bring him back at forward. So, yeah, got it. But anyone else that you're thinking of that might, you know, hey, maybe this guy, you know, well, I'm off, I mean, I'm off. Look the what they did. Of, look what they did in the AHL, though. They went all vets. You know, they tried to. So yeah. there wasn't a whole lot of young guys. There was a couple, the Regula, and uh, you know, Vlasic, and they got, there were a couple of guys down there, Isaac but there Phillips wasn't really anyone there. lighting the world on fire. No. No, that's true. Isaac Phillips, is he going to make it or Del Mastro? He, he, he did yeah. all right. Yeah. He was all right. Yeah. My guy Galvis is going to Sweden, so he's oh, out. Yeah. Well, that's too bad. Maybe this is the year Maxim Shalunov uh, makes the team. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I, I want <laughs> to defer to Eric here real quick because there's a couple names that I've been checking out. And, I, you know, Eric, you're always really good with the prospect pool. And, you know, it, let's say being under the assumption that, that the Blackhawks are – Picking at number 20, I tried to do some homework today. There's a few guys on the radar screen. One is Colum Ritchie, uh, who some people are talking about will fall there. Another center, 6'1", 175, hasn't filled out yet, but has some blazing speed. But any any thoughts on what kind of player are they looking for at 20 and, and who might they grab? Are there any names or any things that people should think about, Eric? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think – that conversation probably changes based on last night's outcome a little bit. Uh, you know, say they ended up picking fourth, like they probably should have. Uh, you're probably not going to know who you're ending up with at that pick until the draft night. Whereas now you have all this time knowing you're getting Connor Bedard. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of game plan a little bit and say, okay, if there's a group of, you know, four or five guys that we really like in that range, maybe now we are going to go, more in the direction of adding somebody with some size as opposed to, you know, someone that's more of a, you know, a speedster or, you know, a, you know, a finesse type of guy, something like that. So, uh, you know, to me, I would, I would probably follow that train of thought and say, okay, let's try, you know, not that you go out of your way. I mean, you still want to be going after the best players available, but you know, if there are a few guys that you rate very similarly, you know, you're, I think now knowing you have a dart, you probably want to be picking guys that are going to complement not only him, you know, as far as a future line mate potentially, but also just 
the style of play that they are naturally going to trend toward in the future as a result of having Connor Bedard. So, you know, I think like you said, Andy, you know, and, and, you know, Davidson has made a point of it, you know, having that speed, you know, great skaters. I think, you know, that's definitely something to keep in mind. Um, You know, but also kind of like we've talked about a little bit, you know, maybe having someone that has a little bit more of that power forward type of game, somebody that can really go get the puck for Bedard and, you know, help him out in that way. Um, You know, so somebody like a Callum Ritchie for sure in that range, uh, you know, could make some sense. Um, You know, some names that I really like uh, would be like a Matthew Wood. I don't think he's going to be there. I think he'll be gone before that. But if he's there, you take him for sure. Some people have him in the top 15. So I've seen him in the top 10. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you never know. There's, there's a huge group of guys that are all kind of in that range. So who knows? But I don't think he'll be there, but that would be great. Yeah, take my guy, Daniil Butt. <laughs> he'll be great. there. First of all, the name has got to go. I mean, the, the name has to be Blackhawks, <laughs> pun intended. Poor guys. Yeah, Jacob, Jacob wrote in a great question here, a great comment. Yeah, we let, we'd love to see them pick up a better-than-average, well-respected vet to play with Bedard. Be fabulous. Uh, you know, someone relatively cheap. I mean, it, like we talked about earlier, throwing out a lot of term and a lot of cash is ill-advised. I mean, if you could get someone on a three-year deal that's relatively affordable, um, that would be huge. But yes, um, but the spend the big money later is the key, Jacob. So I think we're all with you on that one. Um, the other thing to think about, what, what I'm curious about is if Davidson actually makes a move for someone that teams just can't afford if they're changing their culture or changing something. And, and there are still are some, some players I'm, I'm thinking about. If, if you look at teams like the Maple Leafs who are on the verge of getting bounced off about the Rangers, the Boston Bruins, they all have really, really difficult decisions to make. And they're probably going to have to unload a few people. These are also teams that have no draft capital that might want to get back into the game a little bit. Do any of you think Davidson will ever entertain anything like that? You see names like Kako and Lafreniere being thrown out there, being like the Rangers just might discard these guys. No, I don't want them. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) well, other than them, yeah. The Bruins have some brutal decisions. The Bruins, I mean, they, if Bergeron retires and then Krejci retires, they're minus a one and two center after Mm -hmm. winning 65 games and they've got no draft picks. They're in real trouble. After winning sixty-five games and losing in the first round of the playoffs, yes. So they're and, they're and in not trouble. just losing, blowing a three-to-one lead in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah, let's let's just keep pouring a little gasoline on the Bruins' fire. There. <laughs> Sorry to all the Boston listeners out there. A lot of them are my friends. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it's too Whoops. soon. I get it. It's too soon. That Monday after going to work on Monday was really tough. It was. Did the mayor of Boston do coke like the? The mayor of Toronto did, or <laughs> I don't know, but at any rate, I mean, like you know, everyone's dangling Marner's name out there. You know, there's all these scenarios where people think, okay, they're just going to give up on their teams. Um, Kevin Thomas, I hope they <laughs> let him play some more. <laughs> I hope that's a joke. <laughs> if so, it worked. <laughs> you get him. Um, yes. Uh, Connor Bedard is not a college hockey player, nor is eligible to be a college hockey player uh, playing major juniors unless he attends a Canadian university, uh, which if I'm his agent, I am telling him that is not in his best interest right now. But Uh, hey, Frank Nazar 
yeah. wasted his time at college. That's <laughs> right. Remember? Because he Maddie didn't. Bernier's and Owen he Power, did, all those guys. They, did, they, they didn't were, spend that extra like two weeks in training camp before yeah. they were sent back to wherever they were playing. Yeah. So anyway, are there any names that you hear dangling out there where you're like, oh man, you know, maybe that wouldn't be that expensive. I don't know. He'll get creative. He'll he'll do something. The the problem with the guys like Caco and and Lafreniere is that you know they're they're going to be RFAs, so it's like you know they're going to want to get paid, and it's like you know right now maybe if they stay with the Rangers they could get like a bridge deal, but I mean no way am I giving them any sort of long term deals. There's there's nothing that I've seen right now that I mean I think those guys would get a bridge deal no matter where they land. I mean, they yeah. really, I but mean, even yeah. so, it's like they're they're middle six guys. I mean, I, I no, I mean, look, Lafreniere scored forty seven goals in in three years, forty seven goals in three years as a first overall pick, and Bedard could get that in one year, could maybe that would be cool. Yeah, I'm not banking on it, but <laughs> I'll say he hits. He could hit close to thirty in his yeah. first year, but I mean. Come on, he's not that good. Lafreniere, he's not. No, sorry. Are any of you nervous about Bedard? Anyone going? Oh my gosh, is anyone buying into the Lazarus? Oh boy, we're... I'm not buying into the Lazarus necessarily. Necessary, uh, but necessarily, I should say, the size does make me a little nervous. I understand the Jack Hughes argument. I get sure. that, mm-hmm. but the size still does make me a little nervous. Yeah, and uh, also, I also remember. Doug Wickenheiser, who tore up juniors and then, you know, was a complete waste in the pros. Well, I'm glad that Montreal did that, though, because then Dennis Savard fell to three. And Correct. that's nice. Right. Now, also, folks, do that's you, nice. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Very nice. The, also, keep in mind, folks, the one person who is really concerned about Bedard uh, did not want Connor Bedard necessarily. Um, Bardo is really hoping that Adam Fantilli, that we'd be talking about the number two overall pick. Um, and Hey, you know, the ducks, Hey, props to the ducks. I mean, getting Fantilli in this draft is as good as having a number one pick in probably nine of the last 10 years. Um, And really, honestly, Anaheim was in in better position than the Blackhawks anyway, to, to be, you know, to start competing soon. They've got a lot of young talent with McTavish and Zegras and Terry and we were uh, we were pretty high on them this year too, and then they just yeah, a lot terrible. of people, a lot of people thought they were going to be be a playoff team. It was the I mean, Drysdale injury that I think killed them. Was it Drysdale? Yeah, they, they Clint, yeah. Well, Klinberg also was just absolute yeah. garbage. For he them. was horrible. Yeah, you know, I, I find it interesting. I always tell people, you know, that you know uh, that, that when their sports teams suck, I always say, oh, you know, it's for the most part it's cyclical, and this is kind of like an interesting example because you see like. The Blackhawks and the Ducks were like competing to get to the finals not too long ago, probably, you know, a decade ago, less than a decade ago. Now yeah. all of a sudden they're one, two in the draft. And now, you know, look, five years from now, we could be saying, okay, well, these two teams are playing each other for a spot in the Stanley Cup finals because look at all the talent that they've accumulated, you know, through great drafting. So look at San Jose. San Jose was going, you know, yeah, San Jose, you know that's yeah, it's good. Not point. that long yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah. And now here they are. Yeah, that's crazy. I forgot about San Jose's really big fall from grace there. Yeah, and one of their best players plays or franchise players plays for Dallas and just scores at will now. Mm-hmm. Though I will say, I just saw Jacob just wrote Fantilli and Zegers as your one-two centers is nothing to be disappointed about. I actually think Zegers is going to probably move to wing, but 
I don't know if you guys agree or not, but that's my yep. opinion on that. Why not yeah. put him on the wing? He's fast Aaron, and creative. Aaron, put him on the wing. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good take. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, good evening, Peter. How are you? Pete, my boy Hi, Pete. Pete. Hello, Pete. He's an old goalie friend from the back in the day. We won't hold that against you. <laughs> no. He lives in New Orleans, so he's a good dude. Oh, I love New Orleans. Big fan. Yeah. Bedard with those Ow. moves and with that shot. I mean, his shot is just lethal. I mean, that's really his bread and butter. It's 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 gonna be a really fun time, regardless of what the Hawks outcome is next year season wise. It's gonna be fun to cash to to check in on that kid. Yeah, yeah and, and I think we're all gonna look back and we're gonna be like, man, it would have been nice. It wouldn't have been so bad if the Hawks had Fantilli either, you know. Right, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. You know, let, me ask, let me ask you fellas this question. Do you think Bedard will be a better playmaker or goal scorer in the pros. He's wow, got no that one answered it right away. I'm very surprised. He's got that McDavid uh, that McDavid aura to him where there is a playmaker, but the the goal scoring and I think yeah. the, the highlight real goal scoring is kind of going to be where it's at. I think he's going to shade more towards you know, a Patrick Kane type player than a Jonathan Taze type player. I think Fantilli would have been more of a Jonathan Taze type player. Different yeah. players, obviously, but the way they show up on the score sheet and the way yeah. they're going to show up, you know, at the end of the year, uh, you know, in the scoring leaders is going to be a little more like that. Yeah. I just, I say that only because I'm wondering, does it make sense for, for them to have a guy who is a better passer on the wing or a guy who is a better finisher on the wing? You know, yeah, that's I mean, why I posed the question. Ideally, it's interesting. I mean, I would think. I, I think though, I Patrick King. Patrick King. He's going to yeah. yeah. He's, gonna create yeah, he's a, coming back. Or to bring it, RFA, bring him no, back. I, Great I finisher. That, yeah, I don't know. Bedard. Bedard is going to arrive on the scene with a lot more speed than Patrick Kane had mm-hmm. um, as a youngster. I mean, I he was out skating everyone his age at the World Junior Tournament. I mean, it wasn't even close. I mean, he right. was. You know, his deceptions there, his reads are great. He was feathering passes. His shot is, I mean, to watch him flex that stick and just put it wherever he wants to. I mean, I, I, guess. I if you all remember, we were talking before the World Junior Tournament and we were kind of thinking, okay, we're, we're actually going to see what this kid is. And, you know, I mean, I, I was certainly one of those who was saying, I think Fantilli is the obvious pick here. Maybe Bedard's too little. But it wasn't even close in that tournament with the competition. Um, and granted, he's going to be playing against bearded rugged men um you know fantilli also are you talking about the world juniors world juniors world yeah, juniors. fantilli also played i think on the fourth line on that team he was buried for whatever oh, reason yeah yeah now, i don't know why i mean fantilli you know in 50 games is putting plus 30 goals against 22 year olds and not against teenagers right so there's an argument for that even though a lot of people think college is the lesser of the two leagues which is dumb yeah um, um but anyway, i have, no. I heard on the radio earlier today that Charlie Romeliotis had done an interview with Patrick Kane around the World Junior Championships, um, and it asked him about Connor Bedard. And uh, apparently it was Bedard and and McDavid going down the ice together, and Bedard shook off McDavid's call for a pass and snapped off the shot himself. Like, Kane said he he doesn't lack confidence, and Kane was very impressed with his um, his side-to-side skating, he said, like, his spacing was really well. And that's what gave him the ability to generate his shots. So, uh, for what it's worth, Kane was very impressed with him before yeah. the World Junior Championship. And that's, that's, that's uh, as um, you know, Andy Sandberg and Nicolas Cage said on SNL, that's high praise. So, 
you know. Not bad. Nobody cares, Sean. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky I didn't have time to hook up the soundboard. <laughs> I'll take care of that. <laughs> All right. So, NHL-wise, we didn't do a, a, a pre-playoff uh, show where we're picking the winner. Now that you've seen the cards that are on the table. I'm taking wins. the Panthers to the finals. Yep. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know. No, I don't know. I, I get it. That was my that was my pick before here. Cracking a win away from going up three one against the Dallas Stars, and Ottinger is now warm off his game after beating the Stanley warm. Cup champs. That's mm-hmm. correct. Stanley Cup champs who will be out will be without Gabriel Landeskog for another season. He's going to be here at Rush getting his knee done. Yeah. I have a friend who works there. Maybe I'll see if I can get the inside scoop. She can go in and take a look at the film or something. Don't yeah, be surprised though. Get an autograph. That'd be sick. Don't be surprised, yeah. though, if he's done, actually, for his career. Uh, I, I hate mean, to say that. But, um, Mark, um, if you guys remember the defenseman, Mark Mathote, who played for Ottawa, I believe, yeah, yeah. he yeah. had the same surgery, and he said he wasn't the same afterwards. He couldn't skate as well as he could beforehand. Um, I don't remember him being such a great skater to begin with, but still, he said it was just one of, you know, point is, is that, you know, it wasn't comfortable for him, and he had to retire early. So, to me, That's this horrible. would not be a surprise if, if this is the end of the road for him, unfortunately. Well, when was that surgery taking place, though? No, I mean, not long ago. So, the I I, I just wonder, because the advancements in modern medicine, like, I guess we'll have to see, but I wouldn't. Me personally, I wouldn't be writing off Landis Clark's career yet. No, I don't want to write it off, but I'm just saying, look, Matho is – it's not like Mark Matho had this surgery – 20 years ago he had it within the last few years so he's not a, they're not that far in age the two of them so hmm. um yeah oh dear well that's not good no, it's not it good. sounds like i mean i i don't know i mean he you know obviously mckinnon takes a lot of high praise but you know landeskog was that guy when anyone ever went cold yeah you know they put him on a line with landeskog and all of a sudden they find their game again um and he sounds like a really really good dude too so yeah. Um, good luck, uh, to the cogger. So Florida, it looks like they, they will most likely take care of Toronto. And then in the East, I have not even looked, it was one, one when we jumped on here. Anyone know the score of the Carolina game right now? I thought Carolina was winning. Last oh, time right. I saw. Yeah. yeah well, Pete well, just said New getting smoked right now. Oh, yeah. Six, one. Six, one now. Yeah. It was five, one. It's yeah. A minute ago, it was five, one. So oh, God. it's five, one. Five minute thirty eight left. Well, who was worried about the uh, Canes offense after all their uh, injuries? Mine says six one, Sean. Yeah, six one. Six one. I apologize. See, see the, inter- <laughs> the internet where I'm at's not very good. Well, their their D are so good. They're so active. They yeah. get in. They big long strides, and they're always at. I mean, they get goals from their defensemen. All Look the at time. Eric smiling at Jacob Slavin. It's him, but everyone else. Yeah, they're I mean, so they're well coached, and they have such a system where I, you could almost just replace guys, and it's totally the bot. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. all right. So does that? So we're looking at actually, you know, Hurricanes Florida conference final will be really great hockey. Mm-hmm. And then the, is it Seattle? Who's winning the Edmonton Knights series? That's gone back and forth for the first two games. I think it's two one Vegas. Yeah, you know. No, I thought I thought it was one one. Well, I'll tell you. I'll, I'm sorry. I'll tell is you it one one or two? One. Or, or it might be two one. No, it's two one Vegas. Vegas, Vegas won last one. night uh, over right, Edmonton. Five to one. So it's two one. 
Nobody cares, Sean. Nobody, Nobody cares. cares. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Vander Kane is really helping out Las Vegas right now. I, I that guy's mean, a douche. I'm He's sorry. He's a weasel. <laughs> Always has been. You know, has really, been. really close game at the end of the period, and you're just like, I'm going to take seven strides and cross-check this guy in the face. Just because ever I since that picture of him in Vegas with the money up to his ear, I've hated yep. that guy. I mean, what I a douchebag! I mean, I just don't. <laughs> I don't really know what the value is in that guy in the NHL right now on a hockey team. Well, I mean, he can play. He's a talented He's a great, player. He's a great, but player. there's so much baggage and so much BS you got to deal with. Well, and he with just that came, guy. He came unhinged it it? last night, and it's co- yeah. it cost his team the game. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, what are you gonna do? Um, yeah, you're you're gonna it's gonna cost you Connor McDavid when he starts asking for a trade because they can't make it through the playoffs. Blackhawks could afford him. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna get Austin oh, Matthews, remember? Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah, here you go. Blackhawk up. Uh, inside source says the Hawks are getting Connor McDavid. Yeah, heard it heard it on the rink first. Yeah. Yeah. They're Oops. gonna pay him fifteen million dollars a year. Yeah. Six one K. Oh, good. Peter Peter's helping us out with a lot of this stuff. So that's good. That's good. Yeah, Dallas, Seattle tonight. Uh, Seattle's a two-one, so that's a huge game in Seattle. Um, they look so good. They just like literally. They like they come at. They just come in waves and keep attacking. Yeah, they're a fun. They look so team. good. Really Future good. Calder finalist, Matty Beneers, baby. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Another college yeah. hockey player somehow yeah, overcame the odds. McC- but and McCann's not even back yet. <laughs> yeah. they're saying no. he might come back uh, game this series. Bjorkstrand's been amazing for them, and they stole him away from Columbus. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the coaching carousel? Oh, Gallant, Gallant's out. Yeah, that's Gallant's fun. out. So they'll hire some retread. I mean, I who, who else? I don't know. I don't know about that. Down here, the word is it's it's probably going to be Chris Nalblock, their AHL coach. That seems to be the guy. I mean, they're probably going to do the whole cattle call for um, coaches, whether it's you know. Drow and Laviolette and you know other yutzes, but uh, yeah, it's it's going to be uh, it's probably the end of the day they're going to probably go with with. That's my guess. I, I could be co- completely wrong on that one, hmm. but I don't know why you would do that. A guy with, with like no NHL coaching experience, really. I think he was an assistant on the NHL level, but he was never a head coach. But I think the the thinking is is that. He knows the, the culture, knows the team, knows a lot of the players there. Um, you know, and I think they also tried veteran coaches, the, you know, tried a veteran coach, you know, with, with Gallant. And now it's like, let's try something new because, look, teams like Tampa won with something new. They also had a ton of talent. Colorado, same thing. They won with, you know, but, you know, Bednar, who's, you know, no one ever heard of before he was hired. So, you know, it didn't, seems like didn't might Tampa's coach though, like come up, like he coached them in the AHL, like all those guys. Yeah, which was what Knobloch would be. Yeah, John Cooper, right? Yeah, Cooper. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, who knows? I mean, they could go with another retread. I, I, I just, I don't know if that's going to be the way they. Todd go. McClellan, maybe. <laughs> I mean, they're talking about Brunette being a possibility. Um, it, you know, I don't know why that guy didn't get a fair shot. I, I, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that I mean, I know the team was. I know the team was cruising when they like Hugo, but he kept that thing, you know, rolling. He kept that train rolling. I mean, yeah. they kind of they kind of pooped out in the playoffs, but yeah. sometimes that happens with a team. You know, you're you're not all the Bruins where you could just rail through the season and just keep it going in the playoffs. That's hard to do. So. I mean, maybe they thought because he was an interim coach, like it's hard to sustain that momentum 
after, you know, when you get the interim tag removed. So maybe they thought that that was just not going to work. But I, I mean, look, there's certainly an argument saying that he should have been, you know, named the permanent guy. But yeah, look, I mean, look at New Jersey's I mean, turnaround. It, it, so. It's worked out for uh, Florida anyway. So. Well, yeah, and it's worked yeah, out for New Jersey too. So, yeah. so I mean, yeah, this, this you know, who, who knows what's going to happen in Columbus. I mean, there's, there's a bunch of jobs that are open now. So, yeah. Calgary and Pittsburgh mm-hmm. general manager jobs are open. Yep. yep. Those are good ones. Stanbo, you're next. If he gets hired, it just it just further reiterates the fact that the NHL is an old boys club. Mm-hmm. Like it literally, re- it like it just you might as well just Gary Bettman might as well wear it on his shirt yeah. next time he comes out and brings out the cup because oh, Stan Bowman should never get another job. Not even not even based on his inability to develop an organization, based on what he was a part of with the Blackhawks. He yeah. shouldn't be hired again. Oh, I feel the like, opposite. I feel like he shouldn't be hired because of before, performance-based things. Oh, obviously. I, I mean, he's yeah, that's true. Both. He should have yeah, been hired I mean, I to begin with. Whether, if he's, he's reinstated. trading on his dad's name. Yeah, if, if he's reinstated and they say, okay, you're welcome to come back, you went through the counseling thing or whatever on earth they're asking him to do, I wouldn't hire him just because he was a terrible GM. Yeah, but he, you know, he. There are guys out there who who have worse track records as far as you know on the ice stuff. I mean, he he did technically win three cups with the Blackhawks. Now it's debatable what he actually did with those teams. Rather, just you know, he took a Ferrari and he kept changing the oil for six or eight years. He grabbed until it finally broke down. Guys, you know, he drafted Andrew Shaw. That's it. We've seen we've seen it up close. What he what little he actually really did. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people around the league don't really necessarily see it that way. They've seen it from a thousand feet up, you know, above. He won three cups in a short period of time. And, uh, you know, someone will give him a chance. I mean, this guy's out here with much worse track records. And that's in Ken Holland comes to mind. I don't think he's that great. And he got the Edmonds job after he messed up Detroit. Chicarelli. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Chicarelli, who almost got the Hawks job. Lost to Edmonton and just butchered both clubs. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and then it somehow it. got an interview with the Hawks. Yep. Oh, that was bad. I forgot about that. Wow. I mean, look what Ron Hextall did in Pittsburgh. Hextall. Oh, yeah, Hextall, that guy. I don't but he, but wasn't he part of the three cups in uh, – or two cups, was it, in L.A.? Three cups. Yeah, yeah he was like AGM. Yeah, he yeah. was uh, – Dean, Dean Lombardi was the – He was GM. Dean Lombardi's, like, right nut. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, any- Bardo coming hard tonight. Yeah. Wow. Hey oh. Getting hard for Bedard, baby. Oh boy. Oh wow. <laughs> we just went off the rails. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nobody came. Oh my god. Now I know why Bardo has a fan club. There it is. <laughs> yeah. There yeah, all one of them. He was he was talking about size not mattering, and now he's talking about being hard for the yeah. Dog, you know. yeah, yeah. We got all sorts of things to dissect. There's multiple ways to interpret uh, Bardo's innuendos. You know, it's, it's it's up to the beholder. So, yeah. at any rate, any final thoughts uh, tonight, boys? And and obviously, what a treat to to get that gift that that is the NHL lottery that was last night. But it's time to get it excited, is it not? Yeah, remember when we all thought it was great when they moved up to three to get Doc and they got Doc? This is a oh, whole yeah. other level. Remember that guy? Yeah. Yeah. This is a whole nother level. <laughs> it's a whole different deal. Yeah, When's the next, next uh, net perspective? Good question. Good question. We're still 
we've had some scheduling conflicts, but uh, we'll, we're going to fire it up again soon, probably uh, maybe around the finals. Uh, and we'll talk. We got a lot of subjects to talk about. So, gotcha. Wait, we got yeah. a question. Kevin oh, Thomas. What do we got? Is it fun? Yeah, it's a good, good. You know, we could. Any, any thoughts thought on where Kane might go? go. And it's not Evander he's talking about. It's definitely Patrick. <laughs> I mean, Evander is probably going to prison at some point. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Patrick Kane, I don't know, depending on how they move their chips, he could end up back in New York. I, th- I guess it's possible. I think that's the most likely, to, to be yeah. honest with you. Mm-hmm. It could be but a what really short term deal, but, you know, they, they've got some cap issues because there's some guys that are coming up for contracts. Yeah. So, you know, between the, you know, Kako and, and Lafreniere, among others. So, um, so yeah, that that that's a possibility to go back to New York. But um, look, I, I wouldn't rule out Buffalo. I mean, they're on the nope, brink. Johnny, of, you've always been on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always they're on there. the brink of of sort of being a playoff team, and they've got a lot of talent up there. Yeah. Um, you know, there may be another team that out there that maybe gives them a one or two year deal that may be close to contending. But um, I, I don't. He's. I don't think he's coming back to Chicago. I understand. Is you know he hasn't no. sold his house here, but I don't think it's happening. I no, what about no, what about New Jersey? Guy. Don't they have cap space? New Jersey? Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one. Um, but they have to they have to sign Meyer if they're they're going to keep him. Oh, so yeah, that's my that's assumption. True. That's going to be a big chunk right there. That's true. Yeah. Car- Carolina has some decisions to make. Um, yeah, you know, they, they certainly they need to make a decision on Gotham. Carolina never spends big. They don't, but I don't. I don't think. I don't think Kane is going to command command that big. Is he? I mean, what? I mean, he's really not doesn't. I mean, he's not going to really have a lot of leverage because of his hip injury, and he's going to have surgery right. this offseason. So, yeah. I mean, they, they've got Paul Stastny coming off the books. You could assume that they're not going to re-sign him. I don't know what they do with Jesse Jesse Pools. He's an RFA. Jesper Fast is off the books. Jordan Stahl comes off at six million dollars. Maybe Carolina's a player. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um. But we'll see. I, I, you know, and where just pull a Vegas sign came, put them on the hill tier. Yeah, okay, that works. Could do that. Yeah, people do that. It's uh, one yeah. way to do business these days. Yeah, you know, I don't know if Minnesota's looking for another push. If you'd ever entertain that, but uh, we'll see. Minnesota's going to be hurting their their cap situation with those buyouts. I don't think they're going to oh, be able to. Right, to I forgot. Not those. good. Yeah, yeah. they bought out Suter and um, Parise. Parise. Yeah. And then they signed uh, Kaprizov to a big deal, and yep. so I don't think they're gonna. I don't. I don't think that's the place. No. Yeah, I just. I don't know. I think it's a little too early to figure out where he's gonna go. I could probably tell you where he won't go more than where he will go. I think that's probably easier. Here we go. Here's an outlier: Detroit. I was yeah. just thinking Detroit, but but you know they're still not a playoff team. I mean, I know they're kind of slowly getting better, but. Yeah. yeah, I would have thought they would have uh, they would have been closer to the playoffs than they were this year. I agree. Yeah, Arizona, yeah. Houston, please. Yeah, let's make that move. Coyotes, shut it down. It ain't working. Kansas no. City, send them to Salt Lake City. Send them anywhere. Anywhere, anywhere but Arizona. Anywhere. Yeah. What a disgrace. Um, what a disgrace. It's not bad. Yeah. So I don't – I mean, I can't – I guess that's the one – I mean, they've got a 6 and a 12 pick, the Coyotes, and whoever gets drafted, those poor guys are going to be like, great, can't wait. That organization is such a yeah. joke. What a joke. That's ridiculous. And the, again, the, the, this is allowed to continue, like, for it, the last it's decade. Just, it's just so silly. It's so silly. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand how Bettman's allowing this. I mean, he's just he looks so spineless when it comes to this. And yeah. they can't it, correct me if I'm wrong, but they can't move for another three years. That's the deal. I thought they signed. Well, I mean, they're 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 going to be in. They're going to be at Arizona State for the next three years. Oof. I think that is that is confirmed. Yeah. It's right in stuff. May play they play SIA Southwest Ice Arena. That's my old haunting ground. Yeah. Crestwood, Al Slap. Yeah. That place is a dump. It was a dump when I played there. It's a <laughs> bigger dump now. It's oh, been yeah. at least 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> I used to watch oh. high school games there all the time. But at any rate, folks, great time to be a Hawks fan again. Uh, we, you know, we honestly, rebuilds do take a long time, and, and, it, and it's certainly – May still take a while, but to expedite it with getting a generational talent is a uh, pretty key. Whether you wanted Adam Fantilli or uh, you, know, you were w- willing to wait out Mitch Koff if that was going to be the pick, um, I think it's pretty nice where they landed with this whole thing. Yeah, like we said, we said all along, like this this yeah. this tankathon is going to be worth it if it come if they come out with Bedard and yeah, it's, right. it, and it's all everything's falling into place. So yeah. this this. So it's very likely that uh, there's going to be a day in the future where you're going to be like, yep. Yeah. It I mean, was right all worth it. Right around the new year in the world junior tournament, when we're having podcasts going, Oh my God, can you imagine if they land yeah. this kid? And uh, here we are. It took one try, Kyle Davidson, yeah. one try. Yeah. You just, you just got to get in the game, the tanking game. And Oh, and- by the way, you timed it well, you did it in the right year. And then you have 2000 more draft picks in the, you know, in the next three yeah. years. It's like, geez. The Juice are in a really good spot. It's a very good spot. And for those who are are harassing me on Twitter saying that the Blackhawks uh, don't have any brand loyal, like any brand anymore, Connor Bedard is now the brand of the Blackhawks. Connor Bedard is now the face of the organization. You don't have to work. Kane and Taze are now in the past. It's all about Connor Bedard. He's going to be on all your marketing campaigns, everything. So. Get used to seeing number 98. Yep. Oh, and vindicated even more that they landed. One more, one more, one more question. Kane's gone. Taves is gone. Bernard is the new era. Where are you putting your money on this question? New goal song? I've been, I've been of this opinion for years. Yeah, they need a new one. They should have dropped this four or five years ago. They should have dropped it. So new. Kane's gone. That's got to be it. It's all new. You gotta, you gotta start over. Gotta, I don't care what it is. Should be gone. Should yeah. Be. Stop yeah. hanging on to the past. It's not there anymore. It's gone. The past is the past. Yep. Let's move on. You to give future. out the C this year, and if so, who gets it? Jones or Murphy, maybe. Murphy. Huh. Yeah, I was thinking Murphy or Jones, one of those guys. Or do you just go? Those guys are A's, and you don't have a C. Yeah, I would do. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's what I've seen. I mean, that's possible. I, you know what? If we go back to the goal songs, I wouldn't mind if they had individual goal songs. I, I would be mm. okay with that. Like you know, sharp dressed man. I mean, that was cool. That was cool. That was cool. Yeah, maybe, man. I mean, they they might have to. So so Seth invest Jones, in Spotify. I don't Seth know. Jones gets Mr. Jones by Counting Crows. There you go. See. Uh, yeah, no, we we're could, doing it. We could get really creative with this. Like Pete said, Youth Gone Wild. You could do that for Bedard. Yeah, is there a, is there a nice to see you for a two if he comes back, <laughs> or do you just go nice to know you by incubus? I don't know. Well, there's there's a range. 
And then, and then whoever whoever scores, if you don't have a song, you get Rubber Man by the Spinners. There you go. There you go. That works. <laughs> well, at any rate, folks, you heard it here first. Chelsea Dagger should be gone. Now, I'm sure someone on Twitter will tell us why we're wrong about that. And, I don't know. and the same people that told us that Patrick Kane shouldn't have been traded and Jonathan Tate, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Chelsea's dagger is the brand, and we can't be loyal to it. Yeah. We can't show at the door. Why know? are they throwing away talent? Oh, my gosh, they traded Alex to bring it. Oh, why are they doing this? Well, folks, you're about to find out why. And he wears number 98. Awesome. Oh, by the way, Dabrinkit was traded on a better team. How good of a year did he have? Not good. Yikes. What do you have, like yeah. 19 goals or something, Eric? What do you have? How many goals? I was like 26, I think, maybe. 26? Maybe, yeah. But for still, that's not worth nine and a half million dollars. For a lottery team. So, for those of you who wanted to keep them, screw. 27 goals. Yeah. 27. Yeah. yeah. Good luck getting nine mil a year. Well, and he might be yeah. gone. I mean, he's on—he's really unhappy too, and he's vocal about being unhappy. It's not a good situation. Yeah. No one's giving that's, him nine million, or if they are, they're dumb. Well, I, I, I think I believe it. that's about three hundred and forty thousand dollars per goal is what mm-hmm. uh, what that comes up to. If I did the math before, buy a lot of Fratelli CDs for that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, hey, fellas, good to see you. Um, happy spring. This is part one draft preview, I guess we could say. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll be back at it in a little bit after the after the finals when uh, you know the the draft talk starts heating up again. And maybe Kyle Davidson is not done. Maybe he'll use up all of his draft picks, but there might be some moves ahead for the Blackhawks. They might not be done. I'm sure they're soaking it in right now, getting a handle of the marketing with this kid coming in, and then uh, then they'll get back to work. But a uh, very exciting time. Well, good to see you, Gate. Good to see you, Bard. Good to see you, Eric. Always good to see you, Shawnee. Uh, I'm Andy Campbell. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Great to see you again. And go Hawks. New era. It's a new time. All right, go Kraken fans for the, go for the, uh, go Kraken. the questions in the comments. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Take care. Thanks, Take Jake. Care. Thanks, Jake. Long-time listener, Jake Crow. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Jake. Thank you. First Bye. time, long time. <laughs> <laughs>